This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nation and happy game day eve. That's right. We made it. Bye week is done. We are finally here. We have Ohio State football in what 30 short hours. Um, so we can we can rest easy tonight knowing that our boys will be back on the field. Um, and we made it through largely unscathed. Now, it is crazy to me how quickly the national media has just forgotten it seems, uh, about this Ohio State team and everything that we've done so far this year. Granted, you know, it hasn't been um, a super difficult schedule for Ohio State so far, but the discussions of just Hendon Hooker's now Heisman favorite, um, you know, is this Tennessee team the reincarnation of 2019 LSU? Uh, They're the number one team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all for, you know, beating... Uh, Alabama by three points at home. Granted, great win, great game. I get it. I understand it. Are they one of the top five teams in the country? Absolutely. Are they one of the top two teams? Potentially. We'll know that. We'll know more about that here in a couple of weeks when they uh, go to Georgia and play Georgia. And we'll see if they can actually stand up to uh, to that defense and, and put up 52 on that defense, which I don't think they will. I think Georgia is going to come out of the East at the end of the days. And if I'm wrong on that, I'll be the first person to admit it. But are they 2019 LSU? Absolutely not. I think this Ohio State team is probably more close, closely related to that team. Um, but you go idle for a week and everybody forgets, apparently. Everybody forgets the numbers that C.J. Stroud has been putting up. Everybody forgets uh, how dominant this Ohio State offense has looked. Again, granted, you know, the schedule hasn't been super difficult so far, but we've done everything that this team has needed to do on the field. You play the teams that are in front of you and you you play them the way that you need to if you're a top team in the country. And Ohio State has won every game by double digits. And, you know, uh, granted, there are also national media pundits that are calling Ohio State the best team, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, it's just funny to me especially all the the talking heads at ESPN specifically, how uh, how quickly they have jumped on the Tennessee bandwagon and jumped off of Alabama, jumped off of Georgia, jumped off of Ohio State, jumped off of Michigan. Uh, and it's just pretty much all in on Tennessee now. I mean, I even saw the other day, uh, Hendon Hooker was voted 
as uh, the All-American quarterback from ESPN uh, over C.J. Stroud, whereas you had, uh, like I believe CBS had C.J. Stroud, um, Sporting News had C.J. Stroud, a lot of the other uh, the a lot of the other publications had C.J. Stroud as that quarterback, um, and alongside some other uh, offensive All-Americans. But I digress. I digress. That's not what today's show is about. Uh, if you listened last week, we covered uh, some of the top games in college football for the weekend and made my picks on where I'm putting my money. Now, last week could have gone better. Started off really, really poorly. Uh, I think the first four games I lost. Um, but we ended up 5-5, five and five, so I will, I will gladly take it with that start. And a couple of those could have easily gone the other way. So, you know, I, at one point in the day, I was uh, hoping for maybe an 8-2, and 7-3. and three. Didn't pan out the way that I wanted it to, but 5-5 five and five is still a, a decent number. Uh, and hopefully this week we'll be able to improve upon that and get back above 500. The first game I want to cover here is going to be Ohio State and Iowa. Obviously, the game that everybody here is looking forward to the most. Iowa's defense uh, is likely, I mean, could be considered the top defense in the country. You've got the number three scoring defense from them, number seven total defense. Um, And offensively, we also know what we're getting with Iowa, and it's not good. Uh, 131st in total offense. 127th in scoring offense. Um, I mean... TJ and I talked about it earlier in the week uh, with how just inept this offense is and you know how it hasn't lived up to what the current college football uh, status is you know from an offensive standpoint. And you look on the other side, Ohio State is the the embodiment of what college football offenses are at this point in time. You've got the number two, two total offense, number one scoring offense. Uh, and then defensively, the Buckeyes have obviously played a lot better this year than than they did last year. Number five total defense, uh, number ten scoring defense, albeit against the eighty second ranked strength of schedule uh, versus Iowa's forty five. So Iowa's played a little bit better competition. They've scored over seven points, I think, twice this season, um, two or three times maybe. Um, so it's not good. Are they going to be able to keep up with Ohio State? No. Uh, are they going to be able to get some stops against Ohio State? I think so. Um, I don't see Ohio State getting over 40 points in this game. I just think this defense from Iowa is going to be a little bit too stingy, especially in the the first part of the game. Um, and it won't be close, but they'll, they'll be able to keep Ohio State at least uh, struggling to to score those big, explosive plays for most of the game. But at the end of the day, I see Ohio State winning this game 38-10. to uh, not covering necessarily because the uh, when I looked here for this uh, this podcast the number was I think twenty nine and a half didn't want to take it if you can get it at twenty seven and a half I like it uh, I like Ohio State to win by twenty eight pretty much on the spot um, but I do like it at the under forty nine and a half uh, as opposed to taking twenty nine and a half uh, for the Buckeyes the next game Clemson and Syracuse. Clemson, I still don't really know what to think about Clemson. Um, they look good at times. They look pedestrian at times. Um, their offense is not what I think we would expect their offense to be uh, at this point with a quarterback like DJU. Um, 
number 21 scoring offense, number 61 total offense, and Syracuse hasn't beat pretty much in every category, both offensively and defensively here. So I think the the biggest change is going to be in the Syracuse defense and being able to get a, a couple stops. You know, they haven't played a great uh, schedule so far, 114th in the country in strength of schedule rank um, versus Clemson's 63. So I think, you know, Clemson's probably going to pull this game out at home against Syracuse, but Syracuse played them tough last year. And Dino Babers has has played them tough a couple a couple times in his tenure, and I think he he could potentially, if he's going to get a win against Clemson at any point, it's probably going to come this year. I think both of these teams are largely what they were last year, um, and Clemson played them close, or Syracuse rather played them close. I think it was seventeen fourteen last year. So I see a, a similar game, probably a little bit more higher higher scoring than that um, than what it was last year. But I do like Syracuse plus the points here, uh, giving or getting thirteen and a half on the road. So I'm going to take the points here and hope for a close game between these two. Uh, Oklahoma State and Texas. Oklahoma State coming off of a heartbreaking loss at TCU last week. Um, Three-point loss in double overtime. I mean, that's hard fought. It's going to be tough to to get back up for a game against a team like Texas. Although you are going back home. Um, I like Oklahoma State at home versus Texas. Um, I think Texas has been playing really well of late, and they've definitely had their share of close games throughout the year. So, you know, they could very well be an undefeated team if a couple possessions go their way uh, against Alabama and against Texas Tech. Going on the road to Oklahoma State, though, um, this scoring offense from Oklahoma State, fifth in the country, I think they're uh, they're going to be able to put up points against Texas pretty, pretty well. I think they'll be able to cover their own at least. Um, and I think Texas will, will be able to, to hang with them for a large part of it. It's going to be a close game. Texas probably still would get the win here, but I do like Oklahoma state plus the points at home getting six and a half, uh, UCLA and Oregon form or a uh, future rather big 10 matchup here coming, <laughs> hopefully, um, Oregon 16th ranked uh, strength of schedule eighth total offense ninth in scoring offense I I keep wanting to think that this team is the same team that we saw against Georgia and yeah personnel is the same for all intents and purposes it's the same Bo Nix has has played a lot better um, than he did in that game obviously Uh, their numbers have have improved much more than I actually had had thought they did um, so this is far and away, not the Oregon team that we saw early in the year. Um, it's, it's a team that I think is, is much improved both offensively and, and defensively to a point, uh, and UCLA, you know, they haven't been tested really under rank strength of schedule. Uh, their total offense is, is good. I mean, under Chip Kelly, they've definitely been explosive 12th rank scoring offense, 12th total offense. And defensively, they've uh, they've played well. Uh, also, you know, thirty third ranked total defense. You know, they they essentially beat Oregon in every category um, that matters. But I like Oregon at home. Autzen's going to be a, a crazy environment. Um, they're going to be loud. It's not a, a large venue, but it is a loud venue. And I think that that's going to be ultimately the difference maker here. I think they pull away late, uh, and I like them plus or minus the points here, minus six points at home. 
Alabama and Mississippi State. This one, another one that I've gone back and forth with, uh, the spread is 21 points. Alabama obviously coming off of the loss uh, at Tennessee. How do they bounce back? Uh, you know, I'm never going to put it past Nick Saban to get this team ready uh, and prepared, especially after a loss. Um, and especially after losing the way that they did. I mean, it was completely undisciplined uh, from an Alabama team, and you never expect that to happen. And, and I expect this game will be as clean as possible uh, from Alabama. And if it's not, then there's, there's going to be a lot worse practices next week for this team. Um, but I think Nick Saban's going to have them ready. I, I like them to win the game, and I don't think it's particularly close at the end of the day. Um, I don't, I don't know that the the score will necessarily uh, show that uh, outright. But Mississippi State, Will Rogers has been, you know, a, a quarterback in the SEC. That's, uh, I think he's third or top three in in quarterbacks in the SEC right now. Um, he's put up numbers <clears throat> offensively. They've they've played really well throughout the year, and I think they'll be able to hang with them for a little while. Um, I don't think they'll be able to hang the entire game. I think Alabama will probably get a couple scores, maybe late. Maybe Mississippi State gets a, a score too late to make it closer than what it otherwise seems. Um, but the points here, I like. I I just think Mississippi State's going to be able to put some points up on them. Um, and and be able to test these defensive backs, not necessarily to the same extent that Tennessee was able to, but I think they will be able to test them somewhat, and I think they keep it within 21. Minnesota and Penn State. Uh, Minnesota coming off the loss against Illinois. Didn't see that coming, honestly. I thought uh, Minnesota was a better team than that, and I thought they were the better team than Illinois has been, um, but Illinois proved me wrong, um, and I, I don't, I don't know what to now expect from this team. I think they're on a three-game losing streak now. Um, I had them winning the Big Ten West, and and now that's that seems like a pipe dream. Um, they're going to have to do a lot of serious work to to finish out the season if that's going to be the case. Um, but you got Penn State, who I also thought was better than what they showed against Michigan, uh, and you know was not a good showing at all. And I don't I don't know that they're as uh, as scary of a team as what they would have been two, three weeks ago if you looked at the schedule for Ohio State. Um, do they get caught looking ahead next week to Ohio State? That's another big question here because that's going to be a much bigger game than what they have this week. Although they did change it at the beginning of the year for Minnesota to be the night game, the whiteout game, because they do want to win that game at one at some point in, in recent history and they haven't been able to do it playing against Ohio State. So I think the the crowd's going to be a huge factor here. The whiteout game is always one that's a tough atmosphere to play in, and I don't think Minnesota's going to be up for it. I don't think they're ready for something like that. Defensively, they they you know are solid, but I think Penn State's just going to be able to to ride kind of that home crowd, that home environment, and be able to to get the win here uh, outright. I like them to win by at least a touchdown here. So minus four and a half. I'm going to take that all day. Um, Penn State minus four and a half, looking ahead to the matchup against Ohio State next week. Kansas State and TCU. Uh, probably very similar to what TCU played last week. Offensively, the, the numbers are uh, you know very different here from Kansas State to Oklahoma State. Um, but I think defensively, you know, you're going to get a high scoring game here from these two. Um, 
you know, TCU has the number 70 scoring defense. You know, Kansas State has the number 14 scoring defense. So maybe not as as high scoring as what Oklahoma State was able to do against TCU. But TCU staying at home here in another key matchup against Kansas State. Um, I like them still to win. Um, but I think it's going to be a, a very similar game to what we saw last week from from this TCU team. I think they get the win, but I like the field goal advantage here for Kansas State. I'm going to take the plus three and a half. Could they win it outright? Absolutely. TCU coming off a, a really hard-fought win, double overtime, and that's it's going to be hard to to kind of keep that energy up uh, in in a game that you just come off of with that, and and it's hard to turn around quickly and and play a, a very physical team like a Kansas State uh, a week later. So I like Kansas State here plus the points. Um, they might get the win outright, but I still think TCU will pull it out maybe by one or two. And then some other notable matchups here that uh, that I wanted to just highlight: UNLV at Notre Dame. I'm watching Notre Dame closely. I want to see, you know, what is this team? Um, how is Marcus Freeman uh, improving over the course of the year? Is he improving over the course of the year? What does this offense look like? You know, how is this going to to impact ultimately at the end of the day Ohio State's strength of schedule as well? Uh, losing to Stanford obviously didn't help, and that was at home. UNLV is a better team than Stanford, and I I think they'll be able to play them close as well. I think the, the spread right now is like minus 27 and a half. I didn't like it. It stinks to me. I don't want to touch it. Something seems off. I don't think Notre Dame has beat a team by 28 points all year. Maybe they have. I don't know. Um, but I think UNLV at least keeps it closer than that. Um, but the number just seemed off to me, and I, I didn't feel comfortable taking it. I do like the over here, 47 and a half. I think that's a that's a pretty safe bet to get over that number, though. Utah State and Wyoming. Not a sexy matchup by any stretch of the imagination. Wyoming's at home, though, um, and I like them minus the four and a half over a Utah State team um, that I think is a little surprising to people, but uh, I think Wyoming is still the better team, and being at home, I'm going to go ahead and take the points there uh, pretty easily easily and safely. Uh, next up, Texas A&M and South Carolina. South Carolina surprised me. Um, they're, uh, they've won four straight. Um, you know, they lost their first two games and they've, they've been on a, a winning streak ever since. Uh, Texas A&M, they've been up and down, obviously the lost Appalachian state, um, the, the close loss to, uh, to Alabama for some reason, they just can't seem to, uh, to play consistently well against, the opposition they play very very down to whoever they're playing against and i think this will be a close game south carolina being at home i honestly think south carolina ends up beating texas a&m um and i'm getting the points i'm going to take that all day and then lastly here ole miss plus one and a half at lsu ole miss is the seventh ranked team in the country guys like just think about that for a second the seventh ranked team in the country is going to LSU and they are the underdog an unranked LSU. Right. And they're the underdog. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to take this or not. It stinks to me much like the, uh, the spread in the UNLV Notre Dame game, but I just can't, I, I, it seems off, but uh, sometimes you know, people just bet a lot of money on LSU. 
Um, you know, there are a lot of a lot of betters that look at the name alone, CLSU at home. It's a tough environment going down there. Um, but Ole Miss is going to be ready. It's nothing that Lane Kiffin is, hasn't been in. It's nothing that Ole Miss hasn't been in. And I think that uh, Lane Kiffin has this team playing really well uh, all year. He's had them playing really well all year. And Brian Kelly has not had LSU playing up to to what I think we expected. Granted, it's his first year. You know, they'll be back, I'm sure. But I, I like Ole Miss on the road, getting the win, and I like them plus a point and a half, absolutely. So uh, now that being said, watch them lose by a point. But what can you do? Uh, I feel I feel pretty comfortable with that point and a half, though. And that is going to do it for us. Um, as I mentioned, uh, you know, I like to do this every Friday here and, and just keep up to date on kind of my progress from a betting perspective. Always bet responsibly if you are following or if you are tailing on these. Um, you know, definitely put those in the comments. Put any additional uh, spreads, bets, anything that you're you like for this weekend in the comments here below uh, and let us know how you're doing as well. And as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to the Morning Scoop podcast. Uh, be sure to download this episode and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are watching on YouTube, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel so that you can stay up to date on all the additional content coming out from this channel uh, from various sources like Kirk Barton, Bill Green, Nevada Buck, Phil, myself, TJ. I mean, there's there's a ton of resources and a ton of uh, material that's coming out here from Buckeye Scoop. Uh, and if you aren't a member, definitely check out BuckeyeScoop.com. Sign up today and check out the Ask the Insiders board. There's a, a huge community of Buckeye fans there waiting to, to get in conversation with you about a number of different topics. So check out the website today. And as I said, if you aren't a member, go ahead and sign up so that you can have access to the Ask the Insiders board and all the additional content that is being put out. Again, thank you for listening as always, and thank you for your continued support. My name is Ryan McClincy, and go Bucks. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.